now. Hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, your truly will be read. Sending you guys much love, high vibes, and positive energy throughout the airwaves. Blessings on blessings. I'm going to jump right in it, guys, because I got a question to ask. Um, what all makes you happy, right? Now, I know that's kind of like a trip question because happiness is fluid and what made you happy yesterday might not make you happy today and the things that are going to make you happy in 20 years might seem like what the fuck right here and right now so allow yourself room to be flexible when i say this what makes you happy think just day to day don't think grand and luxurious and you know ultimate versions of happiness, just reality, the experience, the daily experiences you have that result in happiness. What are they? For me, a clean house is happiness. Not having to do dishes is happiness. My three hour baths are happiness. And we all have these seemingly small or mundane things that bring us real, actual joy. And I think we owe it to ourselves to take a moment and reflect on that. For some people, it's sleeping in. For some people, it's a slice of chocolate cake, right? Like, we all have things that put a smile on our face that brings us joy and just overall makes us feel good. Happiness is a choice, and I tell people to choose wisely. You deserve happiness. Happiness should not be a side effect of a situation. It should be the goal of every situation, right? And as I am indulging more in self-love, in life, in others, I'm experiencing happiness on Levels that I didn't even realize coincided with happiness. Now, in the realization of that, I've also noticed with others, you learn a lot about yourself when you watch other people. That's just random facts. A lot of people who choose happiness, myself included, often find regret in that choice. This is why I ask what makes you happy. Because things that truly make us happy, <coughs> oh, and guys, and you already know, I start coughing. <laughs> Perfect opportunity. The shout out backwards to God. Yes, guys, I am getting high and you are the reason why. I love you like I love cooked food. Um, and as an aspiring raw vegan, know that means a lot. Or because I'm gonna give up cooked food one day. But I don't think I'm ever gonna give up smoking backwards. But um, yeah, my little non-paid promo was done. <laughs> 
But no, seriously, guys, um, happiness is a birthright. It's a choice, but it shouldn't have to be a choice. You know, it should just be. It should be the goal. Well, then I guess that would be the choice. You got to choose your goal. Uh, yeah, you're choosing happiness or you're choosing misery. Yeah, you always choose happiness, guys. Like, if you're doing something and it doesn't make you happy, you really have to ask yourself, why the fuck am I doing this? My favorite line to ask myself or my favorite statement to ask myself. To, no, 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 that still came out wrong. My favorite statement to state to myself, which always makes me ask myself the real life questions that need to be asked to me that no one else seems to have the balls to ask me is this can't be my life. Like I say it daily, multiple times a day, ask my kids. They will, you know, it's to the point where it's said so often that there's different tones. There's the real, this is this is not my life when I'm dead ass serious. And then there's the the humorous, this is not my life. Like, oh my God, did this just happen to me? But yeah, when I state that out loud, this is not my life, it forces me to ask myself, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? What benefits is this action bringing to me, to my family, to my finances, to my community? It gets my brain rolling and it allows me to check and assess and move things around to fit my best version of life and self at that moment. Because again, happiness is fluid. Fluid, it moves. It's like water, baby. You know, tap into flow, guys. It's the most amazing feeling you can ever feel. But yeah, happiness is fluid and it changes often. And because of that, we have to be able to adjust and flow with happiness as it changes. Now, getting back to my original point is so many people are choosing happiness now and I'm loving it. First of all, let me state that clearly as a life coach, as a woman, as an American, people are choosing happiness. People are putting themselves first unselfishly putting themselves first. You know what I'm saying? This is different when you be an asshole. That's that's a whole different um, vibration in itself. But people are unselfishly, unselfishly putting themselves first. And as a result, not only are we, because I'm definitely putting that pot, we are experiencing more moments of happiness but we are influencing, influencing others to create, manifest, and experience happiness as well. And that's something we should be proud of, guys. Like, real shit, round of applause. We should really, 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 truly be happy about these decisions. But what I'm noticing, what I'm observing, what I have been doing, and I'm checking myself is, or used to be doing. I'm I'm constantly checking myself now, like actively, not doing it no more. And that's what inspired this whole conversation. Um, apologizing for your happiness. Listen, listen, listen. This shit is insane. First of all, through acts of self-love, through expanding 
and um, tapping into the energy of flow, working with feminine energy, balancing out my masculine energy because I used to be on raw all the time. Um, I'm correcting things in myself that don't reflect self-love. Happiness is an act of self-love. And this is why I asked you guys what makes you happy. And this is why I gave the little mundane scenarios. It's all going to come full circle now. I am high. I've been recording for about two hours. And as y'all can see, we're only not even nine minutes into it. I couldn't get my words right. This means something to me. And I wanted to make sure that it was delivered properly. So, yeah, I'm on blunt number two. And I'm kind of fucking smacked. I'm fasting. I've been up since 5 a.m. I'm ready for it. I'm telling you, my body is ready. It ain't ready for that black seed oil you want about to take a sip of. But um, yeah, I'm ready to get this message out. And going back full circle, see? I told you I'm high. Fuck, sorry. See? See? I'm not sorry. Ah, I needed to make that. I needed that. We are constantly apologizing for things that make us happy. Talking makes me happy. You guys have no idea how much I actually enjoy talking. And it's not the egotistic. I love to hear my own voice and I sound so good. No, 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 no. I like to talk because talking engages my brain. It forces me to think and I love to think. I'm a curious being. I had to be a cat. I know I was a cat in a previous lifetime. And that curiosity aspect that just wanting to know and experience things has never, ever, ever left me. And talking helps me work shit out. You can only think on so many layers in your brain. You know what I mean? There's the conscious level. There's the subconscious level. There's the level of spirit. There's deep consciousness. Deep consciousness would be on a level before, um, you know, higher self. Like, those are extraordinary levels that a lot of people don't even realize be the voice in their head because they're so used to just tapping into the conscious thoughts, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, I like to talk. And especially with folders and backwards, I notice I have a tendency of apologizing when I'm blabbering. Again, analyzing self, self-love practices. I've noticed and come to the realization that this is why one, I have so many draft recordings that net that are great information that have never made it to the airwaves. And that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's what I should be apologizing for. Not for over-yapping, for withholding knowledge. I'm not a gatekeeper. I don't even like that practice. I understand the importance of it and the necessity of it when it came to be. But that was for a certain people at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're past that now. Now that information needs to be shared more than ever on a universal scale but i'm not gonna get into that because i don't have time for the the debate of who should have knowledge and who shouldn't if y'all don't know my name is ebony aka yours truly will be read i am the owner of magical beginnings and i believe that everyone has the right to learn and explore all things magical world i'm not bound to any religion or any set so yeah magic is universal it comes to me from spirit and I share it as, as freely as it came to me to fight.
don't know. Each his own, each his own, each his own. But, um, yeah. The apologizing for something that makes you happy kind of puts you in a position to, one, ask yourself, does that really make you happy? Because if it does, why are you saying sorry? And if it does really make you happy, you need to focus on that second part of the first. Why are you saying sorry? How many times have you apologized for your happiness? If you're honest with yourself and you think about it, if you're anything like me, it would disgust you. Because when I sat back and realized it, it disgusts me. If I'm in my bathtub for three hours and I'm enjoying the warmth, the comfort, the, the moment, why should I be sorry that I'm hogging up the bathroom? It's making me happy. No, I'm not happy that I'm forcing someone to hold their bladder or stopping someone from, you know, maybe wanting to indulge in the same energy. But it's what makes me happy. Why should I say sorry? Uh, I remember being late for work because of the trains. And this is not about happiness, but it's just a reality to show how over-tongued we are with the phrase, I'm sorry, which is not even a proper way to use the word, but I'm going to save that. I've been homeschooling and learning um, and relearning the English language. Or rather, I'm learning it. I never learned the English language. I was taught the English language. Now I'm actually learning it. And it really is such a broken language. And they really did fuck words and synapses up to really keep us energetically under the thumb, guys. But again, I got to get properly versed before I have certain conversations. So I'm not going to even jump into all that. But the um the whole I'm sorry thing, it's really disgusting. It's, it's really disgusting. We are programmed to apologize for the things that make us the most happy. And I want you to just for this first half, just to think about that for a moment. What makes you happy and how often have you apologized for it? Um, just to finish up that last thought, again, it's not necessarily attributed to happiness, but I just think so much on being late for work because of transit and having to apologize. And yeah, I'm sorry. What am I sorry for? I left on time. It wasn't my fault. What am I apologizing for? The idea of leaving my house two hours early to compensate for a possible delay is fucking ridiculous. And I'm not going to do that. So why am I apologizing for the reality of my lateness when it's not my fault? Again, that had nothing to do with happiness, but I just wanted to give a different scenario to try to get you guys minds thinking because some people some of you might not maybe you don't apologize for things that make you happy and that's fucking what's up you need to hit me up so that way you can share some of your techniques so i can you know practice and share them with others because i'm getting better but i'm getting better consciously when something is innate then it's really a part of you being unapologetically happy is not innate to me yet and i'll admit that wholeheartedly the fact that I'm consciously working on it is fucking amazing and it's popping and it's 
exhilarating and it's liberating. And this is the purpose of me sharing it with you guys because I want you guys to understand how powerful it is to not be sorry for your happiness. So we're going to take a quick break. And yeah, because I have bills to pay. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get back and we're going to discuss this a little bit more and get deeper into the spiritual um, effects of apologizing for your happiness. All right, we'll be right back. And hey guys, we're back and we are talking about happiness and experiencing happiness fully, more specifically, unapologetic happiness, right? So like I was saying before the break, my observations within self and with others have really shown me that people too often apologize for the things that make them happy. And I can only internally analyze myself. I know when I do it, when I've done it, it's a result of my happiness being attached to someone else's. Now there are layers to everything and, you know, that can directly be correlated with my once people-pleasing tendencies. And this is why I tell everyone that self-love is the best love and you have to explore yourself because as a people pleaser, it made me, it gave me the false impression of happiness to make others happy. When realistically, my happiness lies in assisting people in, ha- in achieving their happiness not making them happy like that was ego all the way like i can't make you fucking happy first of all your emotions are yours second of all there's no control switch to them at least not externally that i have access to so for me to think that i have any control over your emotional state was nothing but ego and ignorance and now that i've evolved past it i see how fear-based people-pleasing was, because there's a difference between people-pleasing and assisting in happiness, finding happiness through assisting in happiness. Um, When you're people-pleasing, nine times out of 10, there is no happiness attached to that. My people-pleasing phase only resulted in happiness when I did what they wanted, the way they wanted, when they wanted, and nothing was wrong, and they had nothing ill to backlash about, you know, to say or anything. They were just like, a lady is so good. I'm more relieved, not happy. I'm relieved I don't have to go through the bullshit. I'm relieved I don't have to do anything again. I'm relieved that they're just shutting the fuck up and enjoying whatever the fuck they're going through. That's not happiness. And it took me a long, long time to realize that that's what the fuck I was doing. I was choosing misery. And why? Because I was afraid to say no. I was afraid to say no. I was afraid to say no. Funny thing is, I did not realize how happy the word no 
can make me. And again, this is not coming from a place of malice or ill intent, trying to fuck somebody over or have one over on them. No, 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 no. This is in the pursuit of happiness. If you know for a fact that going to a party, okay, let's wait, let's use the party, right? Because this is a, this year alone, this has been like a real life scenario for me and I did have mad people upset with me, not speaking to me and all kinds of things because I didn't attend events. But I mean, not to be funny, no shade. You're not special. I didn't attend most events. I think this year alone, I probably went to about three and they were luxuries. My time, my money, and my spirit all correlated in sync for me to make it there. Like, it's to the point where I don't even get invites no more. And I am, I'm grateful for it because I don't want to have to deal with the bullshit when I don't show up. And I'm not not showing up out of spite. Again, things that are bigger for me now. I'm making choices not just out of convenience. I'm making choices out of luxury. And when I say luxury, I mean alignment. It's a, it's a luxury. It's, it's powerful to be in a place of alignment. I think that's the better word. I'm making these choices out of a place of power, not out of a place of weakness. You know what I'm saying? Everything has to add up for me to be able to go somewhere and fully enjoy that moment. If not, then it's a time and time is easily wasted. You know what I'm saying? Time's easily forgotten. I'm learning to live more in moments and less in time. That resonates with who it needs to. I just felt that in my soul or, but um, anyway, let's use the party scenario. If you're anything like me, when you go into a party, you have to look nice. Not that you have to look nice, but you have to look nice. Why? Because you want to look nice. You know what I'm saying? It's internal. Now, some people have to look nice because they know there's going to be photos. There's going to be um, videos. There's going to be people you haven't seen in a long time. You want to show off. That used to be my main, my, my train of thinking as well. Not even going to play. Not even going to act like I was not above the ego monster. You know what I'm saying? But now... It's more of representing myself as a woman, as a mother, as a lover, as um, a potential wife, as a life coach. Like so much goes into my image now and it's enjoyable because I'm doing it because as a reflection of me instead of as a reflection of what people are expecting from me. So back to the party thing. So you got to get dressed, hair done, nails done, everything did. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. Oh, um, it's a party, which means it's probably a celebration. So a gift may be in order depending on the age, stage of the person, gifts can be pricey. I mean, (coughs) 
I don't know what your budget is, but nice things are um kind of pricey, and most people are very materialistic. So especially if you like going off of a wish list or um a registry or something like that, it's like it can be intimidating. You know what I'm saying? And this can all add up to the whole. Do I really want to go? Or am I going because I'm expected to go? <clears throat> um, and want is subjective. You can want to go. You can want to be there. You can want to be a part of the festivities. But you don't want to go outside of your realm of comfort. Being dressed, having a gift. I didn't even talk about transportation. How are you getting there? Do you drive? Does that mean you can't drink while you're there? Do you have money for a cab or Uber? <clears throat> Someone picking you up? Does that mean you got to stay as long as they are? As long as they want to stay? You know what I mean? Like, it's so much to consider when doing things nowadays. Like, you got to really ask yourself, is this going to make me happy? When everything lines up, even with the time, what time does it start? What time is it in? Like, oh, so I'm not trying to be funny. This is all the stuff that runs through my head before I can make a decision on if I leave my fucking house or for more than just a 15-minute run to the store. Like, what time does this start? What you know, we, we black people, we got this joke about black people timing. Should it start at eight? Ain't nobody really it ain't gonna start jumping to maybe about 10, 10 30. Nigga like me, I'm up at 5 a.m. I don't party like I, I I never partied. So I definitely don't have that barometer to where shit just kicking off like 10 something. I don't know. I will be in somebody's corner sleep. Embarrassingly, I haven't been in somebody's corner sleep. Like and that was in my 20s, like late 20s, maybe early 30s. I don't know. I don't go out often. I can't remember the little two times I've been to the club. But, yeah. So, all of that was to, you know, say, will going to this party really make me happy? Versus just staying in my pajamas or even better, getting in a three-hour bath. Where I don't have to spend any money because I already got all my oils and all the little things that I need. Sleeping in, going to bed early and being comfortable, maybe busting out a little 20 minute session of yoga beforehand. Like, when I think about that, it just makes me smile a little bit and my shoulders get relaxed. And my body is telling me this is what's going to make me happy. So, Let's choose. If I choose my happiness to stay home and just do what everyone at the party would say is nothing, could result in, and often does result in people being upset with you. Oh, you didn't make it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm not, you know, coming to anything you throw and just all kinds of negative backlash. And because of that possibility, how often have you done what you didn't truly, what, let's not even say want to do, because again, want is subjective. How often has that fear of people being upset with you coached you because it didn't cause you? 
working on my words, guys. I'm working on these words. But how often has that coached you into doing something that made you unhappy? Now, you might have overall... Now, sometimes, you know, energy is live. And when you get there, you're going to have a great time. And it's no longer a choice of, well, which one would have made me happy? I'm happy. I came. I had a great time. That's the best case scenario. More often than not, once you go against your soul, things start going wrong. You already tapped into a horrible flow of energy. And usually now things go wrong. Can't find something. Um, oh, that's be self-sabotage. Now you can't find nothing. Hair not coming out right. Makeup ain't come out right. Can't find a shoe. All these little things be happening and making you procrastinate. And you know what I'm saying? It's because you really just don't want to go. It's you fighting the flow. And all I'm sorry, I got stuck. All of this is to say that it shouldn't be this fucking hard, guys. Real shit. I want to wrap, get ready to bring everything full circle. I know I've been talking for a little while. Shout out to y'all um, for listening. But yeah, it should never be that hard to do something that makes you fucking happy or to not do something that doesn't make you happy. And a party was like the lightest scenario that I can imagine. But on a personal level, we've all experienced that, damn, if I do it, it will make me happy, but it'll make somebody else upset or sad or, you know, in some form of distress. <clears throat> so I'm going to not do it or I am going to do it or whatever the, you know, the choice was to do something or not do something, yada, yada, yada. But like with money, you know what I'm saying? How often have you had the choice to keep your last couple of dollars to yourself or to give it to somebody else because... They ask for it. And you know you wanted it. Let's say, oh, that's a perfect scenario. You got $100. You don't need this $100 in a sense that you can't survive without it. You got food. Bills are paid. You know what I mean? You don't have no need for anything new as far as wardrobe and attire, things of that nature. But you got $100 without a real goal. You know, you've already invested and your money's growing. So there's, you know, it's, it's justifiably playable. It won't hurt anything to play with the money. So you decide to yourself, you know what? I'm going to Atlantic City, baby. I'm putting all, I'm busting the whole hundred and the quarters and I'm playing the one on Bandit till my arm fall off. And then you smile and you think to yourself like, yeah, that's going to make me happy. I love that cha-ching sound. It ain't even about winning or losing at this point. You really don't give a fuck. You know, you got that set hundred to spend. <coughs> Your sole purpose is to hit that cha-ching, ching-ching, 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 ching-ching sound and have a great time wearing your arm out, right? <laughs> then all of a sudden, somebody calls. Oh, yo, so-and-so, um... This happened, and I know you said that you had um you was going to the casino. I wanted to catch you before you go. If you could, can you give me a couple of dollars so I could go handle this down the third? It's mad important. Ah, 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 ah. Now, 
if you're anything like what I'm working now to no longer be dilemma, right? Drama. Now you're having this internal battle. Damn, it's air quotes, important. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not diminishing that it is or is not important. But realistically, it's not important to you. And that's what we be forgetting. Uh, but this is important. All I'm going to do is go bullshit with it. I really don't need the whole hundred to play or I really don't have to go with all. I'm going to give it to them. Let them do what they got to do. Fuck it. I'll go another time when they pay me back. Yada, 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 yada. So you give it to them and they handle what they got to handle. They don't screw you. You know, they don't play with the money and nothing. They really handle what they got to handle. They're extremely appreciative of it. You feel blessed because you were in a position to be able to help them and that brought you happiness. But now you are unfulfilled internally because deep down inside, you really are bored. You don't have nothing better to do with your day. You might find an alternative, maybe do some running and get some cleaning done, cook a meal, watch a movie, read a book. But realistically, that's not what you wanted to do. And when you go to bed, you might go to bed feeling proud that you were able to help someone. But are you going to bed truly feeling happy with how you spent your day and the choices that you made and the life that you lived for, you know, the moments that made up the, the day? There's no real takeaway from today's episode, guys. I don't really have um, a step-by-step plan on how to not be sorry for your happiness. But I do know that when it makes you truly happy, you should never be sorry. That I'm positive of. And I'm proud of myself for working towards not apologizing for things that make us sorry. I mean, that make us happy, excuse me. I think if I was to do a takeaway to wrap this up, it would be to stress words and the importance of what they mean, choosing them wisely, speaking your truth and listening with all your senses. If you make a decision that results in your happiness, you should never be sorry. If your choice puts someone else in a stink, right? You should not have to apologize for their feelings. You can acknowledge that the lack of your presence might have been felt. That, you know, had you been there or been able to do something for someone or had you done it, things would have been different. 
But in the same way that you acknowledge that, you have to acknowledge that what you did resulted in a better version of you. People apologize for sleeping in late and missing church or um, not answering phone calls. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't get your call. I was knocked out sleep. <clears throat> you were fucking tired. Why are you saying you're sorry for your time? Because you was tired. Then you go on to explain why you were tired. Yes, yesterday I did that. I saved the puppy. I had to put out a fire. And you know what I mean? I walked to Mexico. Motherfucking, like, you know you're justified in your tiredness. So why are you apologizing for it? If you know that what you're doing, and maybe happiness gives the wrong impression, but it all boils down to happiness, real shit. You're either happy or you're not. You're either happy or you're miserable. Not really, really, really. And seeing experiences and moments in this polarity. When I make choices based on my happiness, not out of fear, not out of ego, not out of need, not from a scarcity mindset, when I'm truthful to myself, there's no need to apologize. I did what I had to do for me. It was right for me. If only in that moment, and I'm not sorry that I did it. That's unapologetic happiness. And I wish that for us all. I am consciously working very, very diligently on adopting unapologetic happiness as much as my unapologetic, you see how I got tongue-tied, as much as <clears throat> I am confident, rather, in my self-love, being unapologetic. And directly correlating happiness with self-love will strengthen that ability, guys. It's doing it for me. Rest is important for me. I work very, very, very hard in my business as a mom, as a homeschooler now, as when I was an employee, as a friend, as a fucking daughter, granddaughter, as a um, partner, as a lover, as a everything, all the masks that I wear, I work really hard at them. So rest is important to me. Therefore, I don't apologize for my need to rest. Time with myself is important to me. Therefore, I don't apologize for not wanting company or going to hang out with people when spirit is telling me, nah, just sit and chill. We all have different things that make us happy, that bring us peace, that make us feel our best, and that corresponds to our best version of life and self. And if anything doesn't complement or synchronize with that, your choice to not indulge in it does not make you wrong, no matter how much someone was looking forward to your presence, to your assistance, 
you never have to apologize for your happiness because your happiness is part of you loving yourself and you are never supposed to apologize for loving yourself. Now, again, when you are making decisions from fear, when you're making decisions from ego, when you're making decisions from that state of, I need, I need, I need to be accepted. I need to be loved. I need um, some form of gain in some sort of sense. You know, I don't, you know, you're trying to avoid backlash and worry. That's from my personal experience. I've noticed when I make moves like that, I usually move into more awkward spaces. And I feel like I lost time. Time you can't get back, guys. I hate feeling like I lost time. Time wasted can never be regained. And I'm, 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 oh God, again, shout out out to Tory Budget. I mean, Tory Jones. Because I'm on an energy budget, guys. Like, I'm on a time budget. This is the only life I'm going to live in this vessel. I don't, it's so much that needs to get done. One, I'm not even, if my body was a car and I got to hurry up because I am reaching max time. But you know what I'm saying? My car is not even pimped out the way I wanted it to be. So I'm, I got to dedicate a certain amount of time to the physical. My spiritual is still not where I need it to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm still working on healing things, evolving and expanding and finding a balance between me and the universe, being independent as well as interdependent. It's a lot going on. And because of that, and it's not just me, it's everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what level of enlightenment, what level you are in your journey, what step you are in your journey, you know, we're always dealing with things and my best and I guess final advice for today is make choices out of love and happiness, starting with self, always. And don't apologize for it. If it don't include others, that's okay. That's just that choice at that moment. You know your heart, you know you have another opportunity or you're willing to have another opportunity with others. Now they're willing to have it with you. That is out of your realm, your control. Let go and release any fear or control over that situation because it has nothing to do with you. Stay open to love and love will find you by those who it needs to, those who it's mental, when it's mental. Because that's another thing, guys. Everything is supposed to be forever. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things you will outgrow. Certain people you will outgrow. Certain scenarios you will outgrow. Don't force yourself to indulge in something that you've naturally gravitated away from. Find peace in the fact that that was part of what made you so great and so awesome. And, you know, Find confidence in knowing that you no longer need that energy. You no longer need that experience. You no longer need those people, places, or things to equate to your happiness. Word. And that's about it. I hope that made sense. 
I hope it resonated to whom it's supposed to resonate to. I hope it finds everyone that it needs to find when it needs to find you guys. And I thank you guys for vibing and chilling and for just being with me. So as always in parting, guys, I wish you much love, much ashe, and namaste. Later.